0: Of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit, I mean. I remember that as a child my mother was a font of short statements from the Bible. My grandfather had nicknamed me Dennis the Menace because it was a terror on two legs. So the phrases, Be sure your sins will find you out, which I heard uh, more times than I'd like to remember, and do unto others as you would have them do unto you, uh, which we heard Jesus say in the gospel reading today were often in my ears. So when we hear these words of Jesus, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I wonder if we don't subconsciously often change those to say, don't do unto others what you would not have them do unto you. So we kind of weaken it in a way. Not that that's not true. It's implied in what Jesus says, but it doesn't really go far enough. And, you know, for me as a child running around being crazy and um, bringing chaos into the world, perhaps, you know, don't do unto others what you would not have them do unto you is exactly what I wanted to hear or needed to hear, I should say. But... Nonetheless, Jesus is plainly saying in what he says that not only should we not repay evil for evil or not even just good for good because, as Jesus says, even sinners do that, but we should repay good for evil. Or in other words, we need to love our enemies. An article on the Russian Orthodox website, about the teaching of St. Silouan the Athenite puts this very well. Although it is natural and usual to love those who love us and to do good to those who do good to us, to love our enemies is distasteful to our nature. One can say that it isn't in our power, but it is an attitude that can only be the fruit of grace given by the Holy Spirit. This is why Saint Siloan the Athenite writes The soul that has not known the Holy Spirit does not understand how one can love one's enemies and does not accept it. For Saint Siloan, Loving our enemies is the fruit of the grace of the Holy Spirit in our lives and comes through a life of prayer, humility and penitence. Naturally, since the life of prayer, humility and penitence is a lifelong work, the development of that's lifelong, we shouldn't be surprised that love for our enemies does not come suddenly. It takes a long time to develop. To further explain St Silouan's teaching on this, I'll just paraphrase a few more sections of the article. It goes on to say that this insistence on prayer, humility and penitence shows that although St. Siloan recognises the primary role of the action of grace in acquiring love for enemies, without which it would be impossible, still he doesn't neglect the efforts that we have to make in this. He's very conscious of the importance of the initial action. This is why he says, and he writes in, in his own notes, I beg you, try. And he states, in the beginning, force your heart to love your enemies. The effort that one makes must manifest themselves in a general way, in a straight intention and constant goodwill, stretched towards the realization of God's command. God will not fail to respond. In other words, our efforts in trying to love our enemies should always be constant and always trying to achieve that. Even when we fail, we should be always attempting to do it. And when God sees the attempt to do it, even if we fail to achieve that, He's going to help us and give us some strength. For the person who feels discouraged by such a demanding task, and it certainly is a very demanding task, Saint Siloan reassures him: seeing your good intention, the Lord will help you in everything. Saint Siloan, who felt in himself so acutely human, who felt in himself so acutely human powerlessness. And weakness seems to think constantly of these words of the apostle, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and witnesses in his own experience, the mighty help that everyone can receive from God. So if you know anything about St. Silouan's life, um, you know that he suffered for many, many years attacks of uh, demons who constantly tried to get him to bow down and worship them. Um, You can read about that. Separately, but he felt that human weaknesses so strongly for so many years uh, and he, in the end, received the gift of God's help. So he knew very well that if you make an effort, God will respond, even though it may take some time. He would also say, this is Saint Silouan, would also say that for Christ there are no enemies. There are those who accept the words of eternal life, There are those who reject and those who even crucify. But for the creator of everything living, there can be no enemy. God has no enemies. So it should be for the Christian too, who in pity for all must strive for the salvation of all. So ideally, and it's what we are commanded to do really through Christ saying, love your enemies, we should actually have no enemies. If you love them, they can't be enemies. So even so, I think that it can be very hard for us to make that initial effort unless we begin to have a realisation of the providential way that God uses the circumstances of our life to both perfect us through trials and tribulations and to bring those who would injure us into communion with him through our prayers for them. And when we respond in love, the jarring effect that such love has on them as it confounds their expectations so to finish, I want to read you a prayer, which I hope will go some way to revealing this perspective of divine providence. St. Nikolai of Ohrid was a Serbian saint of the 20th century, who as a young man came close to dying of dysentery and decided to dedicate his life to God if he survived. He did, in fact, survive. He became a monk and an important spokesman for the Serbian Orthodox Church in the years before World War II. He was imprisoned by the Nazis during World War II, ended up in the Dachau concentration camp, where he witnessed many atrocities. After the war, he went to the United States, where he died in 1956. Like many people of that time, he certainly would have had many occasions to think of and treat others as his enemies. We can see this struggle and its resolution in a remarkable prayer that he wrote, which I'll read now. It's called, Lord, Bless My Enemies. Bless my enemies, O Lord, even I bless them and do not curse them. Enemies have driven me into thy embrace more than friends have. Friends have bound me to earth. Enemies have loosed me from the earth and have demolished all my aspirations in the world. Enemies have made me a stranger in worldly realms and an extraneous inhabitant of the world. Just as hunted animals find safer shelter than an an unhunted animal does, so have I, persecuted by enemies, found the safest sanctuary having ensconced myself beneath thy tabernacle, where neither friends nor enemies can slay my soul. Bless my enemies, O Lord, even I bless them and do not curse them. They, rather than I, have confessed my sins before the world. They have punished me whenever I have hesitated to punish myself. They have tormented me whenever I have tried to flee torments. They have scolded me whenever I have flattered myself. They have spat upon me whenever I have filled myself with arrogance. Bless my enemies, O Lord, even I bless them and do not curse them. Whenever I have made myself wise, they have called me foolish. Whenever I have made myself mighty, they have mocked me as though I were a dwarf. Whenever I have wanted to lead people, they have shoved me into the background. Whenever I have rushed to enrich myself, they have permitted me with an iron hand. Whenever I have thought that I would sleep peacefully, they waken me from sleep. Whenever I have tried to build a home for a long and tranquil life, they have demolished it it and driven me out. Truly, enemies have cut me loose from the world and have stretched out my hands to the hem of thy garment. Bless my enemies, O Lord, even I bless them and do not curse them. Bless them and multiply them. Multiply them and make them even more bitterly against me so that my fleeing to thee may have no return, so that all my hoping men may be scattered like cobwebs so that absolute serenity may reign in my soul, so that my heart may become the grave of those two evil twins, arrogance and anger, so that I might amass all my treasure in heaven, Ah, so that that I may for once be freed from self-deception which has entangled me in the dreadful web of illusory life. Enemies have taught me to know what hardly anyone knows, that a person has no enemies in the world except himself, one hates his enemies only when he fails to realise that they are not enemies, but cruel friends. It is truly difficult for me to say who has done me more good and who has done me more evil in the world, friends or enemies. Therefore, bless our Lord, my friends and my enemies. A slave curses enemies, for he, has not, he does not understand. but a son blesses them, for he understands. For a son knows that his enemies cannot touch his life. Therefore, he freely steps among them and prays to God for them. Bless my name is our Lord, even I bless them, and do not curse them. Amen. Mental.